You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Coming to you from Podcast Land Studio is another edition of This and That with David and Brenda. It's episode 37. Oh, so yeah, you're right. December 8th, 2019. And we are ready to bring you another exciting episode of our free eclectic podcast, This and That. You are listening to the voices of Brenda, better known as Ms. Brenbren. And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor. We have a full lineup of things to talk about today. Yes, we have a lot to discuss, so let's just get right into the shout-outs. We will start with our shout-outs here in the United States. First up, Townsend, Georgia. Lawrenceville, Georgia. Cumming, Georgia. And Pooler, Georgia. So, was there some reason why we were keeping shout-outs in the state of Georgia? Well, I know that you're going to want to mention... Georgia football, so I felt like we might as well just keep it in the state. Hmm. Okay. That will be a topic that will be coming up real soon. And yes, I am going to mention Georgia football. But until then, shout outs to the folks overseas that are listening to us, including those in Geneva, Switzerland, Villa Ballester, Argentina, New Delhi, India. And Johannesburg, South Africa. And of course, we can't forget sending a shout out to the U.S. military here in the United States as well as international locations. So shout out to the men and women, their families, and to those civilian supporters that are co-located with them. And that's shout-outs to everyone in all five branches, men, women, and canines, as Ms. Brenda likes to say. And also, we want to give a shout-out here in the U.S. to all the uh, first responders, police, fire, 911 EMS, and so on. Thank you all for everything that you do every day. Yes, thank you very much. Now, David, don't forget to mention those listening to us can listen to us on demand. That's right. Uh, We're a podcast. We are a free podcast that's on demand, so you can listen to us anytime, anywhere. If life interrupts while you're listening to us, you can put us, you know, press pause and then start up later on. We are a podcast that is listened to on five out of the seven continents across... uh, Numerous countries. I'm losing track now of how many countries we're in. It's over 50. Yeah, it's over 50. And like you said, we're on five, being listened to on five of seven continents. Exactly. And the continents that have yet to um, listen to us are Australia and Antarctica. For those of you who know people on those particular continents, be sure and share with them where they can find us. And tell them to listen to us. And also, International Space Station, we know you've got uh, internet there, still pushing for somebody to do a mission on the ISS or somewhere else. 
uh, in low Earth orbit to listen in as well. But that being said, you can find our podcast, if you do listen in, wherever you listen to podcasts. And that means we're available on all the major streaming service and podcast app download services, including our home base of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Stitcher, aka Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play Music slash Google Play, TuneIn, and on and on and on. We're also available on all Alexa voice-assisted devices. For those of you that have that uh, smart speaker in your home or in your car now, since it's Alexa car. We're available on demand, and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere, to our free podcast that we have available to um, anybody that wants to tune in and hear what we got to talk about. Now, speaking of uh, tuning in to our um, our podcast, what if people are listening and then they have to they want to make a comment? or they have a question or a suggestion, how do they get in touch with us? Well, they can send their comment, question, suggestion, and so on to our show's email address, which is thisandthataboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N as in Nancy, that, all nine characters together, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. We also have an email distribution list for our loyal listeners, and you can sign up for that, uh, as well as send us a question and all, and that means uh, you will be notified when new podcast episodes are available, get some insights, and more. Before we get into talking about what we have lined up for today's show, you know I have to bring up the fact that the University of Georgia Lost to LSU? No, the University of Georgia Lost played LSU? Georgia Tech, and we won big time. The score was fifty-two to seven. It was that a beatdown or what? As I said in podcast episode thirty-six, when we spoke with Christopher Hill, I said that we Georgia Tech would lose because the team is still structured. For Paul Johnson's triple option offense. That brings me Let's to talk about something that I really <laughs> don't want I really don't want to talk about is the SEC championship where the University of Georgia played the LSU Tigers and it was a big time it was a beat down. loss. And yeah, you can describe it as a beatdown because the University of Georgia lost 10 to 37. It was somewhat of a humiliating defeat. Somewhat? But that's right, I said somewhat because at least we can say we made it to our conference title tournament. Oh my goodness. What are we going to talk about? Well, it is December. Um, we've gone through Black um, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or Cyber Week now, and other stuff. And since it's Christmas shopping season and the like, decided to talk about uh, cybersecurity, cyber safety tips for folks who are going to be doing online shopping. So we're going to go into that to make sure people shop 
as safely as they can. And then uh, we're going to do a, a, a new segment, Have You Heard? And this segment is really things that Brenda and myself have have heard, talked about amongst ourselves and our friends. Uh, could you make a segment out of it? It would be a short segment. So we just stuff them all together here and uh, we'll go through it. If you're a fan of Jeopardy, this would be like the potpourri category in Jeopardy somewhat. You never know what you're going to find. Are we going to play the Jeopardy no, tune? we're not going to play a Jeopardy tune. There's no need to. We're not even going to say do, 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 do. We're not even going to do that? No, we're not going to talk in the form of questions or anything else. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get underway with episode 37 of This and That. Let's go. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. Is Christmas time here in, well, actually around the world, but here in the, the States, we're starting to feel the weather as well. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> that's enough. And, well, you know what comes along with the most wonderful time of the year? A lot of scammers, crooks, scammers, etc. Crooks. Yes, exactly. And and because of that, I wanted to talk about online shopping, cyber safety tips for folks. So um, just as in the real world, there are tips people talk about and the like, I'm going to be focusing just on the online world. Um, what, what are some of the safety things? And so when you say online world, you mean when folks are doing things on their computers only? Well... Studies still show that most folks who do online shopping, there are more people who do online shopping on laptops or computers, most computers are laptops these days, than they do on their phones. So a lot of what I'm talking about also will apply to phones, but this is primarily talking about people doing shopping on their laptop computers. Okay. For the most part. So what's... Or the folks who still have desktop computers out there use them as well. But All right. So what's first up? The first, first one, and again, like I said, some of these are universal. Um, you have to know who and what you're dealing with online. So, as, as Brenda and I just said, this time of year brings out all sorts of criminals, scammers, and so forth. So you have to make sure that if you're scouring the internet for deals or you get these flyers in your, your um, inbox or Facebook uh, messenger, Post, etc. Do your research first. Find out is this a, actually a real site? Do they have um, ratings from folks? Find out if these folks are, are real individuals. Talk to your friends. Use your, your social network to see have they dealt with these uh, um, um, sites and the like. Even if you're on the big big sites like Amazon and eBay, they have not everything on Amazon to pick on them comes from Amazon. It comes from, in a lot of cases, third parties. Look at the ratings for third parties. And look and make sure the rating says it actually is a verified user who actually bought the product. And not, as a lot of folks did before Amazon did that, they would just flood with, you know, fake reviews. And even then, you got to be careful with, with that. But get some reviews, look at the ratings. 
eBay, same thing. You got the eBay seller ratings. And those ratings come from other people who are verified to have, to have bought. Look at the look and see what's their satisfaction rating. And just don't look at the number that says, oh, it's 98% satisfaction. B dig down and look and see, gee, you might find, well, yeah, they've been around two years, but recently everybody says it sucks. And that 98 is just a... Uh, you know, an average over time. So, you, you know, it, this is the way the world is, unfortunately. you got to do your research. Know who you're dealing with, how trustworthy are they in life before you even decide to um, browse and look for things on those sites. So that's, like, number one. All right. So what about when something sounds too good to be true? Well, the old adage is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is and that's true online as well if you see some sort of online deal and they've got like the hot toy for the season and it's like 90 percent off online probably a scam more than likely probably a scam or somehow you're on some site and they're selling stolen merchandise and they don't care it's, it's rock bottom because they're going to get something for it so that's that is definitely true. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. True, right. o true online and offline. Okay. What's your number three tip? Before you go to these any of these sites, you want to look for, as I say, you want to look for the padlock symbol in the web browser. That means your uh, communications are secured. They're encrypted, meaning it's scrambled. You can't have the, the um, uh, criminals and the like eavesdrop in on your conversation with the site and steal uh, credit card, debit card information, or anything else from you. And so you want to look for that padlock or the symbol HTTPS, S as in secure, colon slash slash, in the address bar. And that's important because that means it's, it's secure. But most, most browsers use the padlock symbol and the like, and, and apps where you're going to actually see the address are going to have that as well. Now, if you're using any type of web browser, there's a web browser extension or add-on that is called HTTPS Everywhere. Again, that's HTTPS Everywhere. My advice would be to install that, and it's from a very reputable group, the EFF, the Electronic uh, Freedom Foundation. What that does is when you are, in our context here, online shopping, it will only connect to sites that, have, um, that, that are able to encrypt the data through um, the padlock symbol or HTTPS. So there are some sites that don't do that, at all, and you're gonna you're not gonna be paying attention and the like. But they are they there are some sites that don't automatically encrypt data. With this um, add-on, your data will automatically be encrypted. It'll be private and so forth. And you want to install that if possible. And you can do that. There are various ways within your browsers, and this would make the whole thing way way too long if I went into in you know. Uh, Edge do this and Chrome do that, etc. So just HTTPS everywhere if you can. Okay, well that's good to know. Now, um, what about when you're shopping online and they ask you if you want to store your payment information, like your credit card information, because you might want to come back right, there again right. and you want to have this stuff 
uh, loaded already, so you don't have to keep putting it in yeah. every time. It's very convenient, but it's a double-edged sword because um, sites get uh, hacked into, even large sites, banks, and so forth. So you have to think long and hard about it. Some places, again, like Amazon, you don't have a choice. They're going to make you do it, and, and that's that. Um, but in those cases, typically those sites are going to do, they're going to have um, an army of folks behind them to, in, in the cybersecurity space, security space, to m make sure that that data is as secure as it potentially can be. As I've said before, though, everybody can be hacked. Every company can be hacked. So that's that. But you may not have a choice in the matter because they have a closed ecosystem. Other folks, I would say if there is, if they have a, a relationship with PayPal and you can pay through PayPal, do that because with PayPal, what happens is your credit debit card information, payment information alike, never makes it to the, the seller. Only, the only information that would get there is the, the billing ship, not the billing, the shipping information. So where are they going to ship to? And the actual credit card numbers and everything the merchant never sees. So if you can use PayPal online, I would say use PayPal online. And if you want to set up a, an account with PayPal so that it's more convenient when you go back, you can set up an account with PayPal. And with PayPal, you can, um, and with other, other sites as well, that because more and more individual sites are forcing you to create an account. But in those cases, and especially because Europeans, I think people are following the European model if they're operating around the world just, just because it makes them legal and safe. Um, you can opt out of, of things or things you, you don't have to give them every piece of information. So, for example, in a closed system like, say, an Amazon, you got to give all sorts, all sorts of information about your, your banking details, bill to, ship to, um, landline if you have that. Definitely a um, cell phone, mobile phone number, and all sorts of information. You, you just have to give them to, 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 say, somebody like an Amazon. Whereas with, a, with pretty much everybody else, if they're forcing you to do that, you can pick and choose. And I would say if you don't have to give um, your cell phone number, don't give out your cell phone number. And I'm going to do a whole other segment at some point about why you really want to limit who and where your cell phone number goes, and I kind of mentioned that previously in the first cyber safety segment. Uh, and you want to limit other details as well. So think long and hard before you share the data, because you're trading convenience, obviously, for security. The most secure thing to do, the safest thing to do, is every time you, go, you come back, you put the details back in. Now, to make things a little bit better, if you know the... the if you know that the device you're using is fairly secure and up-to-date and things like that, you could opt into saving some of that information through, say, web browser. So that when you get to a, a, a form that says fill out your, your name, your email address, and all these other things, your web browser is going to kick in and say, okay, pick, you know, pick. Do you want this to be, you know, Jane Doe, whatever, whatever, and, and what what details to put in. So that's another option, and there are also third-party apps that help, and as well as USB keys that, that have this kind of stuff as well. What's your, what's your fifth tip? Well, what, what you'll want to do is, after you've made your purchase, 
You want to religiously and very closely monitor all of your credit card, debit card, bank transactions, statements that have to do with your online shopping. And another tip I would say is only use one card to shop online. If you've got like, um, you know, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, whatever, uh, Apple Card, etc. Whatever it is, pick one card to do your online shopping. That way you're not looking across all these different statements. And also, if things go wrong, you can mitigate the damage. I would also say, if you have a credit card, don't use your bank debit card. Because if things go wrong, the terms of service are different. With a credit card, you are only responsible for up to, if I remember correctly, like $50 or something. You're only responsible for a very small amount of the, the transa transaction if it's proven to be fraudulent at most. And usually, you, you're not even going to get charged for that. They're going to eat the cost of whatever fraud, scam, etc. that happened. Debit card, forget it. That's not how the terms work in the debit card. Debit card is coming straight out your bank account and you're just, you know, out of luck. Sorry, out of luck. And that's why I always tell people, don't even use a debit card in a grocery store. Don't use your debit card. If you have a, and I know people like it for budgeting and things like that, I would say only use a debit card if you have multiple bank accounts. And this probably gets, make it too complicated for people who are just too much of a hassle. But if you have a... If you have a bank account and you only use that bank account for things like your groceries, your gas, online shopping, etc., um, and then you got another account where your work direct deposits go in and all these other things and they're completely separate, then yes, you could use that debit card that's tied to that account and you're using that and that's how you budget and make sure you don't overspend. Great, knock yourself out, but know that if something goes wrong, you're going to eat the cost of it. But as long as it's not tied to your main account, so that you know you're not drained out of stuff and if you're not monitoring it they come back later and drain it again okay fine but i just say it's that's too too much hassle just don't use your debit card if you have a credit card but i know some people don't have credit cards and they only have the debit cards plus even if they have them it's a like i said a a, a budgeting thing all right so what's tip number six for your cyber safety tips for christmas shopping when you're getting emails, DMs, direct messages, for those who don't know, Facebook Messenger, whatever, when you're getting messages, you should already be suspicious of unsolicited messages from companies and people you don't know. Around this time of year, you should be doubly, if not triply or quadruple, suspicious about anything unsolicited. I would say delete it right away. Don't even worry about it. Just delete it because it's probably going to be malicious. It's going to be phishing, phishing with the pH, which is essentially trying to get you um, to click on some malicious link so that your system gets infected and they can then monitor your transactions or do, you know, install ransomware, meaning scramble your device, whether it's your phone, a laptop, a tablet, just encrypt all your data on there and then just brick it with a screen that says, oh, we've, we've taken over your device and rendered it useless. We've encrypted everything. If you want to get the decryption key, pay us so much in Bitcoin. Usually it's Bitcoin. Sometimes it's a more obscure type of cryptocurrency. And they use these cryptocurrencies because they're 
relatively untraceable, so it's good for crime and money laundering, that type of thing. So that's what you want to, you want to be, you know, like I said, very, 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 very suspicious of all sorts of holiday e-cards, you know, happy holidays, ooh, I, this was such a great e-card. Even if they come from people that you know or seemingly come from people right, that you, you know, should still be suspicious. you should still be suspicious because... Um, I get email all the time, and Miss Brenda knows this because these things amuse me. And they'll say they'll be from people that we know, but I can go in and I can look and see who it's really from, and it's usually like you know someplace in Eastern Europe or wherever, and that's where it's it's coming from, really. But they put your friend's name there, and gee, look at this holiday card, or you know here's the latest cat video, or whatever. You want to be major suspicious of all that stuff. Just delete it. Now, what about if you don't have internet service in your house and you're going someplace like the um, area libraries or um, maybe you're sitting in a coffee shop somewhere where you can get internet service? What, what about that? Don't use them, in my opinion. All these free open Wi-Fi connections, I would not use them for online shopping, online banking, anything involving money or private data, like, you know, your health information, things like that, because you don't know who's eavesdropping in on them. And trust me, there are going to be people eavesdropping on those lines. And number two, it may not be the real open connection, or it might have been hijacked. Um, quick story, we won't name names, but I remember when you were on a business trip years ago, Brenda, and you called me up and make a long story short, that hotel's Wi-Fi had been hijacked. That's correct. And you tried to explain this to them the next morning and, um, in one ear out the other or they didn't care. So as, as I remember you relaying that to me. So I would not use open connections to do any of this Shopping, whatever, if you want to do some online, read a story or whatever, or look at the latest YouTube video, yeah, knock yourself out. But that's, uh, it's, it's, you don't know what's going on there. If you have to do something over these lines, again, this is too complicated to get into. And unfortunately, it shouldn't be as complicated as this to set up. But you'd want to use a VPN or a virtual private network to at least encrypt your data so that whoever's eavesdropping in on the line can't see what you're doing and therefore can't intercept it to try and divert you to a site. You know, you're trying to go to like um, uh, walmart.com and they're like, okay, I see they're going to walmart.com. Let me try and do what they call a quote unquote man in the middle attack and divert them to my fake Walmart site. They won't be able to do that if you use a VPN. But unfortunately, using VPNs is much harder than it should be. I have my theories about why these things are the way they are, but that's for another day, another episode. Okay. So don't shop online on these open Wi-Fi's, whether it's at you know a coffee shop, fast food place, wherever. Now, when you're shopping on your computer at home, what about what kind of software? Well, it doesn't matter what software, what OS, whatever, but you want to make sure that it's up to date. Um, because if it's up to date, then it's going to have all the, the patches for getting rid of security flaws. Because unfortunately, again, the criminals, hackers, etc., they spend their time trying to find ways to exploit devices 
to get in, steal your information, as I said, install ransomware so that they can uh, extort you, that type of thing. And you want to get the manufacturer's updates applied automatically to that device. So you want to make sure the device is kept up to date as far as software is concerned. And you'll want to make sure that you install security software on the device. Because some of these newer devices, tablets, those type of things, they don't come, even, even laptops, PCs, they don't come with security software installed necessarily. You will want to do, you, will, you, you have to do that in today's world. Even on phones that allow, and Apple is a closed system, so it's a special case, but there are still some extra things you can do for, for iPhones and, and their um, tablets as well that maybe we'll talk about some other day. But you want to make sure things are kept up to date and that you have security software installed on these devices. Otherwise, don't even attempt to do any type of shopping, etc., because you don't know if your device is compromised or not. Well, I think those are some great cyber security or cyber safety tips for folks to keep in mind during the holiday season or during any time of the year, really. All that said, enjoy the season. Uh, it's like everything else in life. You want to just be aware of your surroundings, which in the cyber world means you got to know what's going on with your device and just be, unfortunately, suspicious of a whole lot of things. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I couldn't resist. Happy shopping, everybody. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services. Hey, Brenda. What? Have you heard? Have I heard what? Have you heard? That's the name of our new segment. Ah, okay. So we're going to talk about, oh, a lot of different topics under the label of Have You Heard? Exactly. So let's start with our good old Bengals. That's right. The Bengals are no longer winless. You are kidding, correct? No, no, no. They, they are now one and what? Uh, well, they were one and eleven after they beat the Jets, but they lost today to uh, the Cleveland Browns, so they are one and twelve. Yep, they are now one and twelve. And personally, they didn't want to win today because they need to win the NFL Draft sweepstakes. Otherwise, this season would have been a complete waste of time. If they don't have the number one pick to either use or bargain away at the end of the season, it's the season's a complete failure. Well, they are no longer winless, and I'm sure the guy that was on the top of his restaurant roof until the Bengals oh, yes. won is very happy that they are no longer winless. Yes, and um, I've forgotten his name, but he... Uh, that's funny how that happened, because he hadn't planned to do that, and his wife kind of called him out on it unintentionally. So then he felt obligated to go sit on his roof until the Bengals won. Now, they they thought that, you know, uh, at the time that the next game, the Bengals were going to win it. And they didn't. So they're like, okay, well, they're going to win one of these next two or three games. No. I think he was up on his roof like 56 days or something like that. Something like that. And when we say he was up on this roof, he was sleeping on this roof roof overnight. Yes, because um, he had to run the He was literally 
living on his roof when he wasn't working during the daytime in a town in his restaurant. <laughs> so he had a a, a cot. A, yeah, he had a a TV. Yeah, um, I'm and a sure radio. he had on lots of layers of clothing because it's been cold. Yes, he was up there on the some of the coldest days we had. We it's had a good thing snow. he's down now because it's getting we're getting to really frigid stuff uh, this upcoming week. But like, uh, you know, at least the Bengals have won one game, so we'll give them that. Yes. Now, um, also, team that's won one game, their first, but their season just started. Exactly. It's their and it's their first ever game. Right. Was the Ohio Kings. The, and the um, Ohio Kings are? Uh, Cincinnati's own professional uh, basketball team, ABA team. And if folks listen to episode 36, they can get all sorts of information about them since we interviewed uh, Kevin S. Aldridge, one of the uh, co-owners. One of, the, of the, the Kevins. Yes, and you'll understand that if you listen to episode 36. Exactly. And they won 126-104. to 104 over the Akron Aviators. That's correct, yes. Now, the next game will be on December 14th right. when they play the South Bend Monarchs here in Cincinnati. Right, and we wish them well on that, that front, and um, I'm sure that they will have an awesome game and keep their uh, winning ways going. Yep. So mm. let's get into another have you heard topic? Yeah, another one that I'm fascinated with. And um, what's this about what's going on with Kroger and the meal delivery business? Yeah, have you heard? Um, Kroger, Kroger is uh, getting into the meal delivery business. They set up a, a um, I don't know if it's a subsidiary or not, uh, or it, it's, a, it's at least, I'm sure, a, a legal entity. Kroger Delivery Kitchen is what they're calling it. And it, right now, it only exists in Indianapolis, Columbus, and Denver. These are the kind of test beds. And they have partnered with a company called Cluster Truck. I want to make sure I got that word right. Cluster Truck. And Cluster Truck delivers, they work on um, basically what's called in the restaurant industry now, ghost kitchens, also known as dark kitchens and the like. And these are used for helping you just work on delivery. And we're going to talk more about ghost kitchens and dark kitchens in an upcoming episode, so I'm not going to get into the details there. But Kroger sees that this meal delivery stuff, Grubhub, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, this, this is real money. Is this like and what uh, Martha that. Stewart was doing? No, that's home delivery. Ah, okay. This is like Grubhub. You get, you get your phone out, you get your app, you like, oh, I want to eat Chinese today, or I, gotcha. wanna, I want Taco Bell. Taco Bell's only through Grubhub, I believe. And, you know, you get your Taco Bell delivered to your home. Or you get your, get your you know, KFC or whatever, pick your favorite restaurant. Okay. That type of thing. And like I said, Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, those are some of the, the, the biggies. DoorDash is pretty much kind of owning the suburbs and Grubhub and Uber Eats are fighting it out in the, the densely populated urban areas. And, and, it's, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. I, this, I'm talking U.S., but China? China delivery is even more high-tech than it is in, here because in China, you can deliver through your phone, you pay through your phone because they have like payments 
payment, electronic payment systems. They didn't have credit cards, whatever, so they bypassed all that. Everything's through phone, Alipay, and all this other stuff. And they can, you, the army of scooters, they can deliver hot meals to folks in like 10 minutes. Now, if you've ever been to China like I have, this is mind-blowing. How, how can this be? But they do it. They've got the software. They've got algorithms, just like we have here. And, again, we're going to talk about the whole ghost kitchen, dark kitchen, and delivery game as an episode because that fascinates me. All right. Well, what fascinates me right now is all this talk around Billy D. Williams. And his Colt 45? No. Not his Colt 45. <laughs> and I don't mean gun for people but who his have whole, no idea his whole gender fluid remarks. What have you heard about that? Oh, the gender fluid remarks. Well, he never used that term. And in fact, um, we'll get, get to that. He was giving an interview. And in the interview, he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing greatly here. He said, sometimes he feels like a man. Sometimes he feels like a woman. And um, Billy Dee, back in the day, was like, he was the man. He was, you know, especially for African Americans, the major sex symbol and that just blown people's minds because so back in back in the day he was the african-american version for um black women and george clooney would be the today today's version for white women and other women too and i know i know women of color that drool over George yeah, Clooney, well, which, you know, I, I, I'm a guy, I don't get it. I don't understand why, but okay. It, it happens. So, but... but and um, we'd like to talk about six degrees of separation. <laughs> George Clooney That's from right. his area. Yeah. Another example of six degrees of separation. Yes, his, his father was a, um, a award-winning journalist here, and the Cole Clooney fan, Rosemary Clooney, right. the singer, um, what's the other, his um, other aunt, there's Rosemary, and I can't remember I the sister's name. But anyway, lots of Clooney's, lots of famous Clooney's. George is like the third famous Clooney on a national and international level. Um, but yes, from this area, that's true, yeah, six degrees. Yeah. Yeah, we're always going to have a (laughs) six degrees of separation reference in just about every podcast episode that we do. So exactly that was for today. But um, but yeah, Billy D's comments were were people took them and ran with them and said, "Oh, well, he's gender fluid because of that. That he basically viewed himself as not male, or he could be male or female." In a in a non-sexual or and or sexual way. Well, now he's so, clarified those comments yeah, because suffice it to say he came back and made it very it, clear. It was all over black he, media, he black is radio, male and and his wife has no issues. And he's had this. He's on his third wife, but they've been married since like the early seventies. So he's been with the same woman since the early seventies. Uh, wife number three. And he said in the interview, where people followed up on with this, he never even heard of the term gender fluid, didn't even know what it means. And all he was trying to say, and this was actually kind of deep from Billy D. I was I didn't know Billy D went this deep. Um, he was saying that he was just essentially shorthanding what Carl Jung had said about um, the male and female and um, everybody's got a male counterpart and a feminine counterpart. And that that's all he was trying to say is that he was trying to say that men should get more in touch with their 
phone inside, and he, being Billy D, had no problem doing that. Just in the, you know, meaning he, there's nothing wrong with guys shedding a tear, being nothing. compassionate and yeah. so forth. And he referenced people to actually the um, couple books by Jung and some other stuff. Well, I was like, oh, Billy D, I didn't know he went that deep. But anyway, he's Landau Calrissian. <laughs> Yes, he is Landau, the original Landau Calrissian, because now you got the solo spinoff and young Landau. All right. So but that's, it, a, that's what's up with Billy D. So, no, he's not gender fluid. I'm sure that there are folks who are disappointed as well as folks who are relieved either way, and other people who are like, don't care. Right. And speaking of don't care. <laughs> yeah, have you heard? R. Kelly was indicted again this week. Don't, <laughs> I was like, don't, I was like, don't care. Now, I, I forgot. I didn't, uh, I've forgotten what podcast episode was the don't last time we talked to R. Kelly. Don't care about R. Kelly but, being indicted again. But we did say in that that he will never see the light of day. He will never get out of jail, whether he's convicted or not, because they'll just keep throwing indictments at him. He has not even gone to more than just arraignment hearings. He's not had... Um, any type of pre-trial motions or anything else on any of these charges. And he's been indicted again federally by, by the, the, the U.S. government that says they have proof that he married Aaliyah, which he's always said, no, he didn't really get married, but then in other times he said they got married. But they have proof that he, because uh, they have the documentation, where he and Aaliyah were married and that marriage was annulled. And it says in the documentation, she used, has a driver's license. That driver's license says she was 18. Well, we know from her birth certificate, she was not 18. That that had to be a fake driver's license. She was 15. And they have, um, you know, through grandeur and everything else, talked to the people who allege that they faked the, and forged the driver's license the fake Aaliyah driver's license and other stuff, and that's what they've charged now R. Kelly with. I don't know how much this will stand up in court, because he doesn't have the money to really defend himself on, you know, the first set of charges, but that's the latest set of charges, that now they're charging him for um, falsifying the documentation to marry Aaliyah, a minor, and I'm sure that somebody somewhere is going to charge him for marrying a minor at okay. some point. Well. That's coming up, too. Okay. So I know you don't care. You're right. I, 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 don't, I don't care and about that. And, and nobody and, uh, seems to care because it's very underreported that he got you. indicted again. Thank you for sharing <laughs> because I had not heard, and uh, now that I have, um, what about our listeners? What do you think of our Have You Heard segment? Why don't you send us a comment and let us know? Yes, send us email at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N is in Nancy, that, all nine characters together, at sign aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Comments? Send your feedback to thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Well, Brenda, that is our show for this week. Episode 37 is a wrap. Exactly. It is wrapped up, sealed up. And hermetically sealed because it's Christmas time. You want to be uh, safe and put into the can for distribution. Okay. Well, off it goes. And um, 
What else do we have coming up? Well, uh, this coming Friday, Friday the 13th, I'm sure someone will be showing a Jason Friday the 13th marathon somewhere, multiple places probably, but December 13th, this Friday, 2019, uh, yours truly, Miss Bren Bren, will be interviewed on the uh, Voice America Influencers Internet Radio Show, Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. And, and that this will be our second time that's right. this year. Exactly. Our second time uh, follow-up interview from our first one. And for folks, we will put into the comment section and elsewhere the link to the first show so people can hear that for a prelude and um, be set up for the uh, second interview that's coming live. Did I mention that was live? Internet yeah, radio? It's live internet radio, and um, we will definitely put a link to the second that interview. second yeah. show so that you can get a chance to um, log on, listen in, and if you have a question, do call in because you'll have an opportunity to call in to the show. Exactly. So we'll, we'll distribute all that out through um, our usual channels uh, ahead of time. And uh, probably have uh, other follow-ups as well to that. So did I mention it's the most wonderful time of the year? Uh, I, I think you did, yes. Do I need to sing it again? Um, no, but you probably will anyway. It's the most wonderful time of the year. See? Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I could do a little Donny Hathaway. Please, please don't. Hang on. Don't, don't, no. You're not going to mess up this Christmas. I'm sorry. No. That's not happening. Do you want me to do a little Mariah? <laughs> no. Let's, let's just end the show. <laughs> Let us just end the show. All right. Well, anyway, be safe, everybody out there, when you're doing your, your holiday shopping, because... It is that time of the year. Yes. Be extra careful of your surroundings. We talked about uh, cybersecurity shopping tips online. Have fun. So, Merry Christmas. Happy and holidays. If, happy and Hanukkah. If, happy if you get a chance on Friday, December 13th, tune in um, and listen to David and I being interviewed on the Voice America station on internet radio. Exactly. Once again, the name of the show is Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears, hosted by Sandra Hill. It is on the Voice America Influencers Network. Friday, as Miss Brenda said, this coming Friday, December 13th, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 12 noon to 1 p.m., Pacific. And again, we will post the link to the show for those who are unable to tune in on our SoundCloud site, as well as post the first interview we did back in February out there as well. So until then, everybody, all the best. Peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by 
about greatercincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.